come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God show you the way? Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Pastor Darlene Bishop from Monroe, Ohio. Welcome, Pastor Darlene. Thank you, honey. I'm so glad to be with you today. Well, Pastor Darlene, you're a woman of faith, and I had seen a broadcast uh, that you were on the Potter's House and speaking on faith. Talk to our listeners today about that. Well, you know, of course, the enemy um, is out to steal our faith because he understands that we can receive nothing from God without faith. So the fight is for our faith. Paul said, I have fought a good fight and I kept the faith. So he lets us know there that the fight was about our faith in God. And uh, the enemy always wants to bring doubt, confusion, and unbelief uh, in, in our lives because of situations that look impossible to the natural eye. But we, as children of God, he created us that we don't live by what's going on around us or by our circumstances, but we live by faith. He said the just shall live by faith. And so it's a choice that we wake up every day. Are we going to live by faith or are we going to live by the facts that surround us? Because we don't deny the facts that, you know, that maybe the doctor has said that you have an incurable disease or your marriage is over or you're in financial bondage and you'll never get out. We don't live by those facts. We live by the faith of God's Word. And then as we live by faith, faith has to get evidence that we are believing God. So it's the evidence of things hoped for. So when faith has enough evidence that we're not going to lose, that we're not going to waver, that we're going to be steadfast, unmovable, he then he takes that evidence to God. And then our faith declares that we receive what we've been believing for. So it's, it's, a, it's a walk of faith every day that we walk in it because, like I said, the enemy wants to steal from us. But we can, he, doesn't, he can't steal uh, when the Bible describes, uh, you know, when we realize that the thief is coming, uh, we make provisions that he don't steal anything from us. So we, what we need to do every day of our life is realize that he's after our faith and that we stand in our faith. Therefore, we are more than a conqueror. That's the only way that we can be more than a conqueror is when we realize that the thing that God has given us, this measure of faith that he gives us, and how that we can build on this faith every day we build on it. And uh, so it's, it's a test that we go through every day that test our faith to see what level that God can trust us because see a lot of people think that it's all about uh, you know us trusting God but the real question is can God trust us because God only uses people that he can trust 
the reason that he chose Job when he started that fight with the devil. And people don't realize, but God started that fight with the devil. And the reason that he started the fight is because he knew that he had a winner that would fight and would not give up. And that's the reason when Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. God knew that trust was there before he ever uh, engaged in that fight with Satan. So, so God has to test us. And, and uh, because he's promised us that he won't put more on us, you know, that we can bear. He promised with every trial he would make a way for escape. So God tests us, and then he puts us through things to see what level that he can use us. Because we all want to be used of God, but he only uses the people that he can trust. Amen. Well, today I'm sure that we have listeners that he has placed dreams and visions in and that he wants to bring that to fruition in their life. And he's waiting and and he's looking for people that, like you said, that he can trust. I wanted to ask you about, you were healed of cancer, is that correct? Well, I was never diagnosed because I never went to the doctor. I found a lump in my breast in 1986. And um, when I found this lump, of course, I've got two sisters that have died of breast cancer. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, when I found the lump, I was, had been preaching on faith for about six, uh, six weeks. And so um, I, I felt like it was a total attack. And so I stayed in my bedroom for three days, and I didn't get out. I didn't tell anybody except my husband what I had found. And uh, my son came in after about three days, and knowing that mom doesn't usually stay in the bedroom, and I'm usually out and going every day. And so he said, Mom, what's wrong with you? And I told him, I said, well, the enemy has attacked my body. And uh, he said, well, you've been preaching on faith. Do you believe what you've been preaching, or has it just been words? And through that strong rebuke, I mean, when he left that room that day, I stood up and I said, Satan, I'm going to show you that the Word of God that I have been preaching is going to heal me and nothing else. And I thought through that proclamation and that faith that I felt so strong when my son left the room, I thought the next day that love would be gone. But little did I know that I would have a five-month fight for my life every day. So I got bigger and determined to amass uh, in the bottom part of my left, uh, in my right breast. And, um, and then after about uh, three months, my breast started bleeding and hemorrhaging. And, um, and I would just, you know, when I would see that blood, and I would just say, Devil, you know, I will not die, but I'll live to declare the works of the Lord. I hung on to my faith. I didn't, you know, uh, two or four o'clock in the morning, the pain would get so bad sometimes that, that I wouldn't think I could make it through the night. And then... Uh, you know, I would just, I would just say to the enemy, you know, you didn't bring me in, and you can't take me out. And I fought with the enemy ever. I mean, he was on my shoulder every minute of it, every day that I was going through this, telling me that I would be dead by Christmas, that somebody else would raise my children. And I, and it was a fight. And I'm not telling you it was an easy fight. It was a hard fight. But I kept preaching, and I kept preaching on faith. I would preach to myself, you know, that you know you're going to make it. You're not going to come to this. And uh, on July the 21st, I, I led that night, and I was washing the blood out of my gown, and I said to the Lord, I said, Father, if this breath rots and falls off into this water, as long as I've got a breath in me, I'm going to preach that you're still the healer. And I heard the only time I've ever heard an audible voice 
I heard him speak my name, and I said, yes, Lord, I was bent over washing the blood out of my gown in my bathroom sink, and I heard him say, because you've continued in my word, as of this day you're healed, go and proclaim it. That was in 1996, and I have been healed ever since, and I've been proclaiming that testimony all over the world. That testimony has taken me around the world, and it's because God could trust me. All that God was doing when he was taking me through that was seeing if he could trust me to take the word of God around the world. And so that's what I'm doing. I am preaching. I've, I've been preaching since I was 38 years old, and I'm getting ready to turn 70 in a few months, so I've been preaching this word, and this word will absolutely do exactly what it said it would do if we will do what he has told us to do. Well, amen. I love the scripture in Psalm 107.20. That's my favorite life verse. It said, He sent his word and he healeth thee. And that is right. his word. I always tell people you can take his word right to the bank. Right, exactly. Well, one of my favorite scriptures is he will perfect the thing that concerneth thee. But the only way that he can perfect it is if we turn it over to him, give it to him, and rely a hundred percent on him. Now, I'm not against doctors in no way, and I don't want anybody to feel that way because God uses doctors. And I always tell people when they say, well, what scriptures did you use and all this? God never does it the same way because he let us know in the word of God that he healed three blind men. The one blind man, he healed instantly, letting us know that he's an instant healer, that he can he can create, uh, you know, eyes with, with no socks. You know, but then the second man that he prayed for, he prayed and he said, well, I see, but I see men, they look like trees. And Jesus prayed again, letting us know that we can, you know, that it's not unbelief if we have somebody pray for us more than one. Then the third uh, man that he healed, he took, uh, he scooped some dirt in his hand, which represents humanity. He spit in it, which represented him mixing his spirit with man's spirit. And then he said, he put the little mud pies in his eyes and said, now you go wash. So this lets me know that sometimes we have to do different things in order to receive our healing. And, and when he says scoop that dirt, that represents man. I think that a lot of times God uses doctors to let them see and let them know that how that, that only God can do the, the ultimate healing. So, you know, but I know, I knew when mine came, I knew it was a direct attack of the enemy. And so I stood on the word of God and the word of God healed me. But that's not for everybody because if I had not been where I was with God in God, I could have never stood the fight. But God knew my level of faith, and that's the reason he allowed that to come to me. And then God said, I honor them that honor me. And so because I honored him and believed him and trusted him for my healing, then God has honored me all these years by letting me work this work of God and, uh, you know, and pray for thousands of women, pray for thousands of people that have been healed, blind people, crippled people, you know, everything I've done, pray for everything but raising the dead. So, you know, God, God used that and God has elevated me to a position, you know, where I am today that 
that I'm preaching all around the world. So it's just our faith. We work on our faith every day. You know, don't wait till you get a diagnosis of cancer to work on your faith. Lay your hands on yourself when you're when you are, uh, you know, when you when you got a headache. Try it there. Say God, you know. So so many times, you know, we don't even try God. We we so many times we just you know we just run to the doctor's first thing and. Because it's so convenient, you know, you get pain and you go to the doctor to see what it is before we even try God. You know, so a lot of times people will say to me, you know, well, the, the doctors have done all they can do and, you know, now we're coming to God. I, I believe that God wants us to come to Him first, you know, and and believe God and trust God that, that it's, going to, it's going to manifest and give glory to God. Amen. Well, Pastor Darlene, you started or founded a home for for teenagers. Um, can you tell me about that home? Well, uh, I was. My mother told me after I was probably forty or fifty years old. I don't really remember that the doctors had told her when she had my brother that if she ever had another child, this of course this was seventy years ago, that if she ever had another child, she probably wouldn't live through the birthing of it. And so my and my mother uh, and father were poor people and uh, my dad, my mother got pregnant about, uh, my brother was like eight or nine months old and she got pregnant and my dad said, you know, you can't leave me with this baby. And he, so he made an appointment with a back alley doctor to have an abortion. And uh, so my mother was, on her way out of the house, you know, to go have me aborted. And um, she said, if I die, I'm going to die, but I'm not going to abort this child. And so she saved my life by not, you know, just by that determination. And, of course, that was a lie from the enemy because my mother had four children after me. So, you know, I've always had desire to have a place where because so many young girls would come to me and say, you know, I had no choice. My parents made me do this, but I had no place to go. And so I had a desire to build a home where girls could come and, and you know, and have that baby and, and either keep it or we had, we've adopted out several babies out of the home. But, um, but the Lord put this on me, and, I, and, and I've often said that, when God puts the desire in somebody to do something, uh, and that desire doesn't leave, it's because it's the will of God. The only way that God's will can be done uh, in the earth is if He puts the desire in somebody to do it, and they fulfill what God has uh, had put that desire there. So I knew that it was the will of God that I build this home, and I did it. It cost nearly two million dollars. It's beautiful. It looks like a mansion. It looks like the White House, actually. And uh, so anyway, I, uh, I built this home, and we have saved the lives of many babies through this home. And uh, it's just to see the will of God done. And I just thank God that he allowed me to be a part of this great thing that he desired to have done in this earth. Amen. You know, I find, Pastor Darlene, so many women, so many young women, older women, they don't know who they are in Christ. And God created everyone with a purpose and a plan and a destiny. He has put greatness in each of our listeners today. Will you touch on that? Well, 
God didn't create anybody without a plan for their life. And I've told everybody the thing that Satan wants to do is to destroy that plan. And, um, the, you know, people say to me, well, I don't know what God wants me to do, or, or I feel like I'm called to preach and, and I don't know how to get doors open or whatever. Well, the thing that, that I did when I knew that I was called to minister and to preach, what I did, I developed my relationship with God like I had never done before. I had always, since I was 14, I was a Christian, and I always loved God, went to church, took my children to church. But when I got that desire to start preaching, I didn't, I didn't advertise myself. I, you know, as a preacher, I didn't go and tell nobody I wanted to preach. But all I did, I just developed a relationship with Him like I had never developed in my life. And as I began to seek him, because he said, when you seek me with your whole heart, then you're going to find me. And when you find him, that is where the will of God uh, comes to fruition in your life, is when you really seek him. So I tell people, develop your relationship. Don't seek to do any one thing except to get to know him. And Paul said, oh, that I might know him. You know, his desire was to know God, to know how God felt, to know how God grieved over things, to know how God related to things. And that's how I developed in, uh, my, my walk with the Lord. And then when I was 38, God started opening doors after I had, you know, been through so much stuff in my life. And then in 1986, then this uh, happened with my breast, and then the doors swung open till, you know, I was getting hundreds of invitations every year to go preach, you know, all over the United States and around the world. And, um, it, and, and it's just developing that love for him and that desire for him. Because when you desire him, you know, he said, I'll give you the desire of your heart. You know, when we abide in him and his word abides in us and we get that word and we hold fast to that word, there's nothing that can move us from what God wants us to do. So I would just say to the listeners today, whatever your desire is, when that desire will not leave you, then it's, it's something that God is going to, God is going to bring, uh, God is going to bring it to pass if you will just keep seeking God. But that's the main thing. Seek Him. Don't seek a position. Don't seek a, a gift. Don't seek anything. Seek Him. And when you find Him, it will all be there. Amen. Well, Pastor Bishop, um, our time is up, and I always like to end our broadcast with prayer. Would you take a few moments to pray for our listeners today? Yes, I will. Father, we just come to you boldly. And Lord, the ones that have tuned in today that are listening, Lord, we don't think it's by any accident that they're listening to this word today, that they will take this word and they will chew on it, Lord, and they will realize, God, that they have a purpose and that God has a plan. And God, I just pray right now for each and every one of them that that desire will not leave them, that they will seek you. And Lord, as they seek you and find you, you said that when we pray, Lord, that we are to pray our desire. And if we believe that, that we will receive it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Darling, and thank you, listeners. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments. Come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without 
Before the beginning of time, so why don't you let God show you the way? Come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without delay. predestined your life before the beginning of time so why don't you let God so why don't you let God so why don't you let God show you the way 